What's up, everyone? Welcome to Let's Get Graphic, the podcast where we sit, drink, and talk everything graphic design. Well, there's no time like the present. Grab your drinks. Let's get graphic. Graphic design is my passion. Oh, fuck. It's going to suck if we get halfway through this and it stops recording. All right. On today's episode, we have our first guest. He's a freelance photographer that we've known. How long have we known you now? I've known you for about two years, I think. I felt like it was longer. I think it, Sorry, I, I thought that I was going to be more impressive. I, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I worked it for 15 months. So 15 months. It's about to be... So like two and a half years, maybe. Cool. All right. So we've known we've known you for a decent amount of time. It's not like we met you on the street. So, yeah. Uh, do you want to give like a small intro? We should start bringing in people on the street. Dude, we can be like Bill. It was a Billy Eigner man on the yes. street where he like just runs and yells at people. <laughs> um, Name any woman. <laughs> just any woman right He's now. Like, I don't like your attitude. Be like design stuff. <laughs> Name a font. <laughs> um. Joel, do you want to give like a small intro of who you are before we like start bombarding you with questions? Sure. Um, I mean, he already, Chris already said I'm, my name's Joel Nichols and um, I'm a photographer. That's my preferred trade. I also work at Costco. Um, that's my day job. But, but yeah, I've, I've kind of been into photography since I was like 15. Um, and I just kind of used it as a hobby and just enjoyed, you know, taking photos on my iPhones and editing with ViscoCam and the emergence of Instagram and stuff like that. So I've just been enjoying it. And then ever since like 2018, I've been doing like client work on the side. And yeah, I just, I really enjoy it. And there's, always stuff to learn about it and i love the challenges and stuff like that well we're we're glad that we got a hold of you um hopefully this will be entertaining for anyone who is either in freelancing photography or is looking to start to be one um that's something that i've kind of always been interested in uh i also regret not taking a photography class when i was in college that's like on when i'm talking about like top regrets of classes not to take like photography is probably not my number one because like i look back or i look at like everyone that went off to like their own fields and i feel like anyone who ever went off to do photography i'm just like really jealous so i'm like man i wish i could like add that to my portfolio or add that to my like freelancing thing yeah and like i i'm also a freelance photographer yeah no you and me both like i mean I I don't have a college degree, but I, I did take like 35 uh, college credit hours, and, but I never did take a photography class. And I always wish I had. I um, took classes at TCC and ironically enough, TCC has a I forgot which one it was. I think it's the North Campus and DFW that has um, a really good like darkroom and a good uh, film lab and all that. And so I don't know, one of these days I might actually go back just to take a photography class. Um, but yeah, I've always wanted to learn in depth more about like film photography and 
the ins and outs of like just the process of, you know, developing your film and stuff like that. So like everything for you, you didn't take any classes, so you're just self-taught, but you've got like a really good eye when it comes to that stuff. Is it, has it been like more of a trial and error process for you or have you, do you think you've always kind of had that eye? Um, It is a trial and error process. And it's also been kind of a, I've thought about this a lot, but like an inner battle between figuring out the style I want to portray uh, versus the style I think my clients want. And that runs into the dilemma of like your clients, you know, like trying to find or market yourself towards clients who will hire you for your particular style versus, Hey, I have an odd job and I know you're a photographer. So let's, you know, mix those two versus like, I, I don't know when I have someone that's like, I really like your style and I just want you to capture this moment, whatever the event is. Um, I feel more comfortable in terms of like going in there and being in the moment and just letting my eye capture what it sees, you know, and just like telling that story Mm. versus having the, you know, anxiety of, Oh, is this, am I missing the mark completely of what they're imagining in their head? But I think it's funny. Or oh, Bryson, go ahead. I know that you wanted to. So anyway, as I was saying, Joel. <laughs> Son of a bitch. No, I just wanted to ask. I wanted to make sure. Um, I know there's a ton of programs out there to edit photos with, but primarily use Lightroom and Photoshop, correct? Yes. Um, I primarily do my client work in Lightroom. I will say since working... Um, um, with all of y'all and just the, over those months I was there yeah, before then I'd never used Photoshop. So I did learn, um, a lot of cool tricks and just ways of utilizing Photoshop into my edit flow. Um, that has helped me out a lot in client work, whether that's like, um, just removing objects, things that are in the scene that just don't add to the image or certain requests by clients um like i mean even last month i was hired by one of my coworkers at costco who her parents passed away tragically this past year and but she has these twin boys that are five years old and so she just wanted like a family photo shoot with her boys and kind of wanted she asked if there was a way if i could photoshop them kind of in a tasteful way, like almost like uh, not a ghostly, but she said almost like a ghostly, but just like a presence there among her boys. Um, so that when they grow up, they'll just know like, Hey, you know, my, my grandparents are there watching me and they love me. So I don't know. I, I do enjoy like those little things with Photoshop that I learned that have allowed me to add meaning to what I do. I think it's funny whenever you were talking about like, like your process of like, or what what you've learned of doing or figuring out your style and then having to accommodate the client's style. Mm-hmm. Like I've never thought about it this way of like the, I guess the very thin wall between each graphic design like field. Mm-hmm. Cause like in our field as like apparel, that's like, that's what we do on a regular basis yeah. of like, we know what style we like, or we know what style we want to provide like a client, but we always have to take into consideration like 
what the client wants too, yeah. good or bad. I mean, 90% of the time it's usually bad, but that's who we are. And I just, I think that's a, uh, like kind of like a weird thought to think that like fields mirror each other in different or like similar ways, even though like they're so different. No. Yeah. And it's just like, like you said, it's a fine line of like figuring out like, okay, I'm going to go out there and do my thing and try to be artistic and, you know, capture what I want to capture. But also it's a collaboration. And that's what I've heard from a lot of like, I mean, photographers, celebrities or whatever, people who are very good in their field. Um, they just say like at the end of the day, like people are like, oh, you're so good in what you do. And um, you're just like a master of your craft versus he's like, no, like one of the people I follow or I'm talking about is Alex Stroll on Instagram. Um, he's like, no, it's completely a collaborative process, like without people and without like a team and stuff like that. Like, I wouldn't be what I wouldn't be portrayed in the way that you think, like it's completely a team process. And so having to shift that way of thinking. Um, and I know like photography, it seems like a, it does seem like a lonely, not a lonely, uh, individual kind of process. And so, but I think in the future, in order to do more conceptual shoots that I want to do and different stuff like that, it will require like a team and whether that's hair and makeup, whether that's whatever, you know, like lighting and, it just makes everyone that much better. Talking more about that process. Like I've, I've taken a couple pictures in my day, not many, and they all weren't great. But I will say that in, in my view, when I'm taking a picture, most of making the nice end result is done in post. Could you share some of the things that you think about when on a shoot or looking through the lens? Like what are some of the things you look for to take a good photo? depending on the type of photo shoot, like, um, like I guess take portraiture, for example. Um, so just me and one client, um, something I look for is just like leading lines. I mean, that's kind of in my mind, that's one of the obvious ones of just like something to help the individual that's looking at the photograph, like draw them into the photo to bring their eyes, whether that's from like the top left corner, like whether that's a bridge or whatever, like starting a line that ends up going straight to the subject. So just bringing their eye to the point of interest and, or whether that's creating a frame within a frame, um, whether that's, I don't know, just creating something versus like, not that there's anything wrong with like having a subject in the middle of the frame with nothing and just taking a portrait. Like there's always like, that's a classic, you know, but if you're wanting to kind of like mix things up or create points of interest or drama in your photo, like I just try to think of, I don't know, just interesting shapes, interesting lines, interesting um, coincidences, you know, whether that's like a sign in the photo that has another, a secondary meaning for the photo or whatever, you know, so it kind of makes me think of paintings because like paintings are kind of like the same way where it's like, or at least whenever I took like a painting class, it was always that concept of like using shapes within the painting where it's like, oh, there's like triangles in this one. And then like create like they draw your eye from one corner to the next corner to the next corner or like it creates like an S shape and you like 
your eye is drawn in that shape to see all of it or like it all has to do with like the colors that are being used or like the subject Uh or like whether the subject in the middle is like more sharp than everything else yeah it's weird how like for again it's like it's weird how photography that takes has that also as like composition wise yes and like to add to the point i mean add to the question rather to of like my outlook or where i start in terms of like you know leading lines or drawing interest to the subject or my photographs um historically like when i started photography i loved the part of like a shallow depth of field so like getting a lens that I mean, in the photography world, you would just call that a fast prime lens, like a um, kind of what it's doing on Bryson's screen right now, like blowing out the background um, and, you know, just creating that shallow depth of field. And so, like, he's the only subject really in that frame. Um, I loved that just because it was so cool. We're in there. That is a really cool form of photography, but it does get, I think, more challenging and complicated whenever you get rid of that complete blur because you have to think about more things you know you have to think of the backgrounds you have to think of the lighting the lines and stuff so i don't know it's always a trick but then like with the shallow depth of field like it can really show a sense of like this person's in their head or in their feelings you know like it's a very personal experience um they're really like I don't know. Yeah. Just in their head versus like part of a scene. So I don't know. It depends on the story you're telling. Do you find it hard to, I guess, kind of go to your clients into wanting to, is it hard to explain that to them? Like to get them on that journey, you know, to get them to understand the story that you're trying to, to tell or to portray through your photography, like when you're say, when you're posing them or you're choosing a location or you're, you know, people don't necessarily have the eye that you have or the idea that you have. Yeah. It can be, um, it can be a task sometimes in order to like, I mean, I I've had amazing clients and they typically are like, we trust your eye. So we'll do what you want. And that's very helpful. And, but at the same time, it's kind of like, from an imposter syndrome, it can be anxiety driven. Like you're like, ah, I'm alone on this Island, you know, but, um, but anyways, like, yeah, it can be challenging to be like, if you're like, Hey, like tilt your chin up and tilt the left or whatever. And they might feel like an idiot, but you're just like, Hey, trust me, you know, like it'll, it translates better on, on screen. So yeah, they have to trust the process until they actually see yes, it. Yes, and then they're know, like... In the end, and then like, like, oh, he was right. You know, that's amazing. Once yeah. the imposter syndrome starts kicking in, that's how you know, like, you're making art. That's how you know you're an artist, is when you start feeling that guilt of, oh, oh, am I good enough? What is this? Yeah, I've struggled with that for a long time. It's like, what, like, what am I going to do when they all figure out I'm a fraud? <laughs> and like, you know, like... <laughs> Hey, we're all just waiting for that day to happen. <laughs> I'm just waiting for them to be like, you know, go back to Costco and stock you know, or something like that. You know, it's like, what are you doing with a camera? What if my stuff really sucks and everyone's or really just being like, nice to me because they everyone feel bad has for me. a iPhone or everyone has a camera? Like, what's the difference from or like 
the inner thoughts of like if I post something online, they're like, or my inner thoughts are like, what if people are just like, he's trying to get attention or trying to get like, I don't know, like his photos are blah, you know, and where I'm just like, no, I enjoy like getting artwork out there or creating something that's a unique perspective. So, but yeah, those doubts so that, are always that brings there. Up a good, yeah. That brings up a good question. Like being so, you know, being a freelance photographer in a world where cameras on phones are getting better every single day. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we get a new iPhone every six months and like, it seems like they up the camera every single time. I mean, I've seen pictures on your Instagram where like you're literally using like just your camera to take these really like badass photos. Yeah. Like as a photographer, how do you, or how have you found ways to separate yourself from like the average person with an iPhone? Like what are, what are things that you're trying to do that puts you like still in the running for someone to hire you? Yeah. Um, it's, it's been a process and still is a process of like, getting myself to realize like this is not a competition like with other artists or with other like people like because if it was like we're all trying to figure out how to take the clinically best photograph like there's artists like Ansel Adams in the I forgot when he his era was but like black and white film photography you know like and he would dodge and burn his images of landscapes of mountains and his images are some of the most iconic and like literally you you would find a camera that he used on ebay for probably like six dollars you know something like that so like i don't think it matters like it like whether someone's using like of course i'll geek out about camera gear and stuff but at the end of the day, if you're focused on your camera gear and uh, when you're taking a photo, you're not actually creating a memory or creating a like you're not present. And I kind of wrote that down in my notes, like what does photography do for you? And, and it's been a process of like instead of for a long time, it was like, how can I be one of those, you know, Instagram photographers with 250,000 followers, you know, like how can I be one of those elite few or whatever? And I'm trying to change that to like photography helps me focus. Like I have ADHD and I, my brain is all over the place, but it literally helps me focus in the moment and like kind of like mindfulness does or meditation, like bringing the focus to the breath or Instead of the breath, I bring the focus to like minute details of a scene. Like, how can this impact an image? And everyone's kind of heard of the story of just like, you know, a couple or even Sarah. She's like, you know, stop taking a photo um, of this moment and just be (laughs) here in the in the moment or enjoy the present. And where a lot of people, I feel like that would take them out of the present. But for me, it does help me enjoy the present more. Like because how much I'm focusing on little details, like I remember like events a lot better when I'm taking photos of them. Um, All that to say, like. I think that at the end of the day, what matters most is just like being present, like caring about what you're taking an image of. And so I, I don't get nervous or 
try to compete or enter that rat race of like, like I'm a technology nerd, but I don't try to enter that rat race professionally. Like, oh, it's going to bog down my career or anything like that. Or I try not to at least. No, you're not like a, you're not like a gatekeeper to the photography. Yeah, exactly. Like you do your thing. And if, you know, if you can help somebody or, you know, inspire someone else, like go for it. Yeah. I'm not going to compete against you. We're all trying to figure out our own shit. And even like when clients of mine, I've done this before, like when they're kind of describing what they want, like I've literally been like, I don't think I'm the guy for you. Like, I don't think my style is going to capture what you want. And I'll refer them to some of my really good friends who are photographers and they've booked weddings like that way and stuff like that. I've turned away that because I'm just like, I don't think I'll be able to give you because if I if I did take it and I have taken those gigs before, um, I find myself you find yourself just stressed out because you're having to change how you see how you approach your artistic um, gig, whatever it is. And so I'm trying to get more in the habit of like, I love rooting on other photographers. Like I want them to succeed. Like I, that brings me joy when they succeed. So it's not this competition. I think we're all going to make it in the end and we're all just trying to create cool shit. Can I just comment on how great of a soundbite that was? Just that whole thing, just inspirational. Absolutely. Just perfect intro right there. We're getting graphic. All right, yeah, we'll have our own little soundboard of just like random shit that people say, and Joel's Joel's inspiration is going to be there. Put a little auto tune on it. Just yeah, just it. make me sing. <laughs> Spill some tea. What's the what's the worst what's the worst experience that you've had with a client? Um, Bryson, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to be. We like, don't have to use names. Bryson, we don't have to use names. I'm, I don't think that this person is going to know exactly. You're not even close. by. Yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely me and um, me and Allison. It was, you know, those people that bring their two dogs to the photo shoot. Yeah, those people. <laughs> those are the worst ones right there. I knew you were thinking of that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say God, that another doodle that couple that uh, Joel did your um, your engagement photos. Yeah, yeah. That's why I asked that question earlier about his process, because like I was there, I got to see him work like it was, you know, laser focus on the camera, on the settings back and forth, like looking at us. But the funny thing was that when he when he looked at us, it was. One, he was looking at us to poses and everything, but another way it was like we were the canvas and like he was the painter, you know, like he was you could tell he was lasered in and focused. I asked <laughs> I asked Bryson to meet my French girl. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the fi- those are the uh, photos that no one sees. It's just it's just one on one. Those are in Joel's private folder somewhere. Yes. I sometimes don't no, but- deliver some just to keep for myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, but uh, back to what uh, Dante said. Worst experience you've had? Um, is this with client or photography? Uh, either. I mean, either or. And it could it could just be it could just be like a general thing with clients. Like if it's happened more than once, and it's like something that just always gets you. Like it could be oh, something like that. I know a good one that will probably be relatable. Um, this is. Uh, so we'll serve. What's the term? Announcement um, of just like announcing to everyone who is interested in photography. If you are going to take more than 100 photos or if you're in a fast paced like environment, get a fast memory card. <laughs> um, 
that'll bite you in the ass later because you'll look like an idiot and you'll miss photos. And because I'm, I'm the type of photographer, I'm trying to get better at this, but for the majority of my photography career, I overshoot. I just like, I hold down, but I'm trying to get away from that. But it's like the more photos you capture, the less likely you are to miss a moment. So that's the reasoning. But also it kind of, it brings you away from kind of what I was talking about earlier, like being in the moment. And so that's more in my state of anxiety. And I still get really anxious before photo shoots, but that's another story. But, um, but yeah, I would say like I've had multiple photo shoots where like, where, you know, especially with like, kids like families with kids like little kids um like you only have a small window of when they're going to be smiling the other time i'm looking like an idiot with a pez dispenser above my head i know yes that's what people don't see it's like and you're like you know trying to make this one moment and i've had multiple times where like it all falls into place like after chaos like it falls into place and you start taking photos a little before it falls into place. And then your camera gets like frozen up, not the camera itself, but the memory card, like the, it can only record as like so many high resolution images per second. And so it's like backed up. And so I, I've had many moments where like, I've had to wait a minute and I'm just like, for when I first started, I was like embarrassed by that. And I was just like, all right, guys, let's take a break, you know, just like, you know, try to disguise it. But now I'm just like, or when I had it, I was just like, guys, my camera's being slow at the moment. So y'all just hang out, you know, trying to get to that moment versus having a mini panic attack, which I've had many of those. But, um, but yeah, the quick solve for that is just get a CF express card <laughs> and that can record like, um, 2000 megabytes per second versus, a lot of the SD cards record 175. <laughs> so um, that's a very big difference. So, but yeah, that has created a lot of anxiety for me over the years. I don't know why I didn't just, I mean, CF Express cards are a lot more expensive. So that's why I didn't have one. But, um, but yeah, that and something like photography related is I did a 24 uh, hour photography trip with my buddy Ian to Chicago in 2018 and we our only goal was just to take street photography and just walk around and we were only there for like I think 23 hours but we ended up flying in getting there around like 11 p.m finding our Airbnb at midnight our phones died and so we we're trying to figure out like where to go and it was like nine degrees outside <laughs> what are we doing? And, um, <laughs> and it was just pitch black and I'm like, uh, anyways, so we finally got there, you know, got a good night's sleep and then got up or got some sleep and <laughs> got up early in the morning and just started walking around downtown, got some really cool photos. Like, and then we went to like, I think it's called the sky deck or something. And where you can like lean into the window and, and walk out on the glass and like see under you. And it's just like, it looks like Gotham from the dark Knight, And it's so cool. I've always, that's where most of the dark Knight was filmed. 
And so I really wanted to go there. And anyways, I took probably 3,000 photos over the 24 hours. And I get home, you know, the trip was great. Um, We had a lot of good coffee and stuff. Anyways, I was making pizza for Sarah, my wife, and um, I opened up the oven, um, put the pizza in. But I also had my laptop on the you know side little counter with my SD card reader and, and the little dongle thing was hanging down. And this is like a freak accident. But like I right when I started importing it, I open up the oven to put the pizza in and I close it <laughs> and it literally snaps the SD card, just snaps it. Uh... And I'm like, how does that even happen? Like. I'm like, I don't understand how this is real life, you know, but and so I just sit there. I probably look like a piece of shit because I was like literally like hunkered over like a kid who didn't get a toy he wanted. And I I was and I think I sat there for 30 minutes and Sarah's like, you okay?" And I was like, I was like, no, that was me. I was trying to piece it together, like all my no knowledge of how things work left my brain. I'm like, I can make it work. And I, it's like duct tape on it. It's like when uh, uh, we had the cartridges for like uh, Nintendo sixty four and all those. And it's like, <laughs> like it didn't work. You blew on it. <laughs> it worked this time. Yes. Um. And so, like, I think I fucked up my camera, or at least fucked up a part of one of my card readers because I was so delusional because I was so upset that I lost three thousand photos. I think I only like. I had already started the import process. And so I did get like 10 photos from Chicago, but (laughs) that's it. It was all worth it. And so I tried to piece it together with like tape, like scotch tape. And I I like jammed it back in my camera, like a moron. And I'm like, maybe it'll be able to like, I just wanted to see if it was readable. And then I think like, I saw a spark and I'm like, I'm a moron. <laughs> I, I, been, I lost all amounts of sleep and I was still so tired. And I was like, why did I do that? And anyways, so RIP the Chicago photos. But I out of the 10, I did sell two of them uh, as prints. Like each of them, I sold like probably 20 prints over two years. So. That's what made nice. it hurt even more. I was like, I know I those like, were not you my. Get to, you get to sell that. One of them was out of my a new, a new card. <laughs> I know one of those photos You could have had two thousand nine hundred ninety more <sighs> to sell too. I know. Anyway, so that was. I'm still not over that, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps them up. Still at wake night. up screaming. <laughs> it's only been six years. It's all right. I know you and I have talked about this a little bit in the past, but. What would be for you like the ideal photography trip? What's one trip you want to take? Japan. Hell yeah. Let's all go to Japan. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> probably Japan, if not New Zealand. So they're very different. Like it would be very different. That's why they're kind of very close. But um, New Zealand is obvious. Just it's gorgeous. Um, the land and nature and all that. But um, Japan is just like. To all street photographers, and I, I wouldn't consider myself like a full on street photographer because there's people who do it every single day. But I do love street photography. And um, to them, New York City is like the street photography mecca. And 
they just love it. And I, I mean, I've been to New York City, but that was just on a trip with my wife and we just kind of walked around. So I tried to limit how much I took photos, but um just that yeah yeah i'll be right there hold on hold on babe one second look i'll be right there just let me take this photo real quick do you not see this hold on <laughs> we may it's have like gotten in a, a few store. arguments yeah over that but that's okay uh that's marriage and that's relationships but um uh anyways I love it's you. me or the camera <laughs> i know i know um but i will say like i would love to either go to like new york or probably more than new york um because I've been there already, but Japan and just get, it'd be easy. I would feel better getting lost in New York because I'm in the same country. Um, I will say, but I would, I guess there would be a little anxiety getting just lost in Japan. But, um, but just in terms of like photography, like I would love to just walk and get lost and just do that for nine hours. You know, like I would love that. So that's like, my idea of a good time and not Sarah's. Love you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm fucking tired of this shit. Why are we getting lost all the time? <laughs> One question I had was the uh, like. So are there any like photography trends that you've been seeing? That you absolutely just like dislike that you see like people do and you're just like, why, why is this trending? Like, why, why is this the thing that everyone's why going to Why are you to? the way that you are? Um, <laughs> yeah. In case you didn't know, we're, we're very negative here. So this is a perfect question. Like for us, for us, we figured out that uh, minimalism in uh, logos and stuff is oh, yeah. hated amongst the three of us, I think for the most part. So that's a trend that we're disliking recently. Um, so what is yours? Um, I don't know. I'm, I think it's hard for my mind to like imagine the, or think of like the photo trends I've seen because everything's going to reels and TikToks and videos and stuff, um, which I get, but that's another topic, but I don't know. I mean, just that like, may be the same thing. That may be like the whole, like the concept of social media being the platform that you have to, present yourself because that's a designer mm. like all designers are struggling with it right now where it's like in order for a freelancer in any field to get anything out there you have to like switch to video and like doing reels and tiktok so it's like you could say that that is a trend that you fucking hate because i hate it i'm never gonna yeah. do like reels and stuff for my instagram just to get like jobs and stuff that's just because i don't know how it works no I you'll see me post reels, but it's very reluctantly. I hate reels with a passion. Um, like it's only to see if I'll get a like, and I get like five likes, and I'm like, great. But um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> because you're like sitting there and you're thinking like there's two no, there's like eight hundred people to take however many people is following you. Like they're all sitting in an arena waiting to like your post, and <laughs> you hit submit, and you're like. All of them just rejected me. I hate them. I mean, some people are assholes, but don't don't record that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, <laughs> just staying in there. I know I, people uh, are assholes. Um, yeah. I, no, I make fun of my um, friend. I'm going to name drop her. I make fun of Naomi. 
And um, because like there's a I forgot what it's from. It's a, some like Facebook clip. And it's like, oh, yeah, I, I saw your post, you know, and you're like, why didn't you like my shit? Like, you, know, you saw it why didn't you like it and I always tell her that and I'm like well she's like yeah I saw or I tell her a story about a photo and she's like I saw that post I'm like you didn't like my shit though and um <laughs> why did you like anyways it? I know anyways um but yeah it's crazy like it I will say the beginning I mean this has been said so many times but the emergence of Instagram was like the golden period you know where People are getting on there and the, you know, the chronological order of your feed is just like, you know, actually chronological, you know, like it actually makes sense. Like you'll see what your chosen friends post and choose to post. And whereas now it's, as we all know, it's completely not like that. And so I think there's just a, I don't want to use the word mourning because that's not appropriate. Like associated with death but you know it's it's like a process of just like okay that time that period is over you know like of just actually being able to get you know seen by just the community um i don't think that's there anymore in terms of just still photos and so um but also social it's a struggle you kind of go like what where should i have social media particularly Instagram for me, like how should I have that fit in my life? Cause I used to love it, you know, and post all it. And I still post all the time, but it's just like, I don't know, trying to figure out. You ever have moments where you look at your Instagram and you're like, I want to start a new one or you want to change up the way it looks. Like, do you ever have those moments where you just like want to clear out that feed and like start again, pull a Taylor Swift and delete everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, but I have 3000 posts and I'm too lazy to do that. Um, <laughs> going back now. Yeah, it's too. Yeah. But, um, and I have like 800 archive posts too. So it's ridiculous, but, um, but yes, I do, but I don't know. I'm just like, it would only be in hopes. This is such a vain, like venture. Like I'm like, I, there's still in the back of my head that desire to like get a bunch of followers, get a, but that's how social media like is designed to get you to want likes and followers and all that, but to be validated. So you don't feel imposter syndrome. So all that, you know, it's a whole trickle effect, but, but I do feel that desire to kind of start over and see if a different account or a different idea or strategy would be successful. Well, one trend that I have seen that I actually do, I do kind of like is the, the, the comeback of flash photography, like where these, you know, dark, moody interior scenes and stuff with, um, the use of flash again, like they did in the nineties. I guess my question would be, have you gotten into any of that? Or have you seen that even, or what do you think of it? What do you mean by flash photography? Like, um, are you talking about? like point and shoot no i mean i'm i'm not a photographer so i don't really know but i think it's mainly just the flash on the camera and you said interior shots like or is it just like capturing your life is it more like that that is it more like that raw like photography where it's like almost like it would be done with a polaroid like there's not a whole lot of like 
pre, I guess, pre-setup. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's generally the idea. It, it was it was that very, you know, street photography kind of like a bar underground scene, you know. I think Jonah Hill had that photo account where he did something with like an old film camera, but I don't know. But yeah, that's that's generally the idea. Yeah. No, I mean, I love the film grungy vibe. Like, I love that. Like, I saw a meme and it's like Sony bending over backwards, breaking their asses to like <laughs> keep that in, bringing their backs. Oh, <laughs> this ass has a crack in it. What the hell? Oh. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> like bending over backwards, breaking their backs to like make a lights out amazing sensor. And then photographers just go and add a shit ton of grain, <laughs> like all this there stuff. And it's just like Sony must be like, what the hell are y'all doing? But um, in the like desire to bring back the 90s, like you said, Bryson. So. Knowing you're a Christopher Nolan fan. What is your favorite Nolan film? The Dark Knight. Fucking better be. Yeah. I was almost expecting you to say Tenet and I was going <laughs> to lose my shit on you. Hell, hell nah. I mean, I like Tenet, but it's not in my top what about What about Oppenheimer? Did you like that movie? Barbenheimer? Bar- I did. It's probably the fifth, fourth or fifth favorite Nolan film. You, you being a photographer and us talking about movies, is there is Christopher Nolan your favorite for photographic like scenes or good cinematography? Or what is your favorite movie for that kind of thing? I mean, I don't know. Like, I've been pretty solid. Like, I'm literally a Nolan fanboy, so it might transcend just being Nolan. So it might be The Dark Knight still. But um, I don't know. Like, I love The Dark Knight just because of the performances but mainly the performance of Heath Ledger. But, um, but I don't know. I think Interstellar was a very beautiful film uh, by Christopher Nolan in terms of just the world he created. But it's still Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Have y'all seen 1917? What is it? What that is, is a great 1917. Movie. Oh, that's the one they literally did the whole movie in like one shot like one continuous shot and it's like if if i was like to pick something that was like so cinematically pleasing to me it was that one and it's like just because of the effort that needed to go into like creating that thing because it's a long fucking movie it's not like they did like an hour it was like two hours long of just one continuous shot and it was just beautifully done I enjoyed it a lot. Um, no, that's a great question. I don't know. I was really like, hoping to hear Tarantino's name. Okay, Matt made fun of me a lot for never having never seen a Tarantino movie. And I would make fun of you for that too. Roast me. <laughs> it's okay. Um, the broast roast. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, like I finally did watch. Um, what was. I think I watched the first, was it Reservoir Dogs or whatever? Uh, I watched that film by Tarantino. Uh, what a weird anyways, start. That's all I've seen. <laughs> I thought that was the first one, though. So. Oh, you're trying <laughs> to go in his cinematic order? It's not like they connect. Yes, I know. Hers? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Joel, you have your own mug. It's she's made specifically using, for using you. This. Dude, look, 
These are both Sarah's. I got this for Sarah, and I made my own freaking margarita, so judge me as you will. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joel, so right now, right now on Hulu is a movie called yes. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, all right? And I know you have a three-day weekend right now, and the only reason I say that is because I know you're great at starting and finishing uh, <laughs> movies and TV shows. No, guys, that's a great point. But I I do need to watch that. Matt was telling me it's one of his favorites as well. Um, the, and yeah, that one's beautifully done. I need to watch it, and <laughs> I still need to finish. What's that one HBO <laughs> with? Uh, the Last of Us? Yes, I still haven't finished it. Joel, it been, it's been like a year. It's been years. <laughs> Joel, I've already no. I've already had family ask me, "Hey, what was that show we were watching?" Oh, like when's the second season going to be out? It's already been that long. We got people asking for a second. You're like, season. Don't worry, Joel's still <laughs> watching. Man, it. Finish it. <laughs> but he'll hey, fin- what he'll do is he'll finish it when the second season comes out. I've still so never it's as if he didn't have to like not finish it. Guys, I've started The Mandalorian. Have never finished it. <laughs> I know. So one other thing I wanted to ask was about freelancing and um, basically how do you do it? Like, how do you manage it? And you having another job, like, how do you do the freelance? Yeah, it can be difficult. Like I am technically part time at Costco. And so that helps um, with freeing up time to do freelance um, in terms of how my two jobs relate to each other. But um, you know, I do work at, I wake up at 3 a.m. every day. Um, and so one of the struggles is just like getting enough sleep to feel motivated and happy enough to go out and take photos. Um, but yeah, I mean, I will say in terms of photography, what I feel like it's been a struggle. Like I do enjoy client photography. Like like getting paid to do my work but i will honestly say i enjoy shooting my own work whether it's free photo shoots um i give out or just going out and taking photos i enjoy that i mean unimaginably more more than client shoots so i just think it's less stressful it's i'm able to um relax and be myself more not that i can't be myself with clients but it's more of the it's a job you know and i've kind of had to accept that over the years whereas i know there's a way to not make it a job as much and you know i think we all kind of feel that way when it comes to like our work is we all prefer to do our own stuff because it's you know on our own time it's our it's our idea whatever it may be um we're fortunate to be in a field where even though we are working and getting paid for it, like we still kind of get to be inventful. But I mean, yeah, like I definitely preferred my own stuff than, you know, the stuff that I would just because I'm getting paid because it is a job. And you like exactly like your job, like you get to be like inventing stuff and just like come up with stuff. But you still have to balance, like we talked about earlier, the like kind of, I don't know, the balancing act of like working with someone and how do they want it to look? And I need it to perfectly mesh together. 
versus if you you know making your own shit you all that just disappears at least in my head and i'm just like i can create whatever i want and like the sky's the limit and so i enjoy that a lot more so at at the very beginning we talked about or you said something that was very interesting like when you were taking shots um you already thought about how the photograph would be viewed you know back in the day that's was that was prints prints was the main way that photographs were viewed now it's like 99% of photos i think are viewed on instagram or viewed on the web how does um things how do photos being printed change the way they're viewed and do you think it's a better way or worse way how are they how are they different yeah no i think it like it completely changes it and for the better and whether you know even though it's the old way quote unquote of viewing it i think with some things that they're not broken don't fix it like because every time like i'm an anomaly i never print my stuff even though i should but i never do um just because i'm a i procrastinate like i i'll print my stuff but um so like recently i printed um a photo book of my cats and just some of the most interesting like uh photos that I picked out of my cats just cat portraits and stuff but um and it just changes the way you see it um versus if I see it on a phone you know it's kind of like it's similar when people are like you got to see it in IMAX you know like it's immersive you know it's you 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 can be more present in all this and just enjoy the intended art Versus like, you know, the alternative, but uh, it's similar to that, like, because it's like I'm over there editing on a giant iPad screen, you know, and I can see all the details and all this stuff. And then I post it on an I like on Instagram and people are looking at their iPhones and scrolling. And I'm like, I doubt they can see even like 70 percent of the detail I'm actually intending for them to see. All right. Last question to close us out. What if there is anything like in the future for you as a photographer? Like, are you going to change? Is there any like avenues that you want to experience that you haven't like different types of photography, like boudoir or any of those things? Or are you like, do you, are you still trying to figure yourself out right now? So you haven't really hit there yet. <laughs> it was the first it was the first one that popped up because I remember Joel and I had this conversation once before. So that's why it came to mind. <laughs> I do. I was waiting for this question. Just kidding. Um, no, um, I don't, I don't think so. Not that I wouldn't do that, but it's just like, <laughs> I think as Not a whole specifically that one, that was just an example. Are there any like avenues in photography that you want to experience or are you still trying to figure out? like you as a photographer. So you haven't gotten to that. Yeah, next level. Um, I am kind of in that process of trying to, cause like, I, I think I touched on this of just like sometimes client photography. No, not just client photography, like the typical lineup of photo shoots that photographers like me have, or, you know, graduation portraits, um, weddings, uh, maternity shoots, couple shoots, you know, just stuff like that. The typical lineup engagement shoots. And, um, and I enjoy those, but I think I'm trying to look at, like you asked, like what's next, like, what am I actually wanting 
how do I want my like photography and what I'm doing to align with what I truly want to do? Um, and so, you know, that's kind of what I did with a recent shoot I did with, um, his name's Dion. I work with him, but I kind of asked him, Hey, I found out he rides bikes and cycling with this, uh, company, uh, Paragon cycling in Fort Worth and they race and stuff like that. So I was like, can I do like a stylized photo shoot with you? And he's like, yes, yeah. so we went downtown Fort Worth and I was able to just kind of create almost like a lookbook type, you know, style for it and kind of make it exactly what I wanted it to look like. And I enjoyed that process a lot more uh, compared to the kind of previous shoots. Not that I don't enjoy that, but it's just a lot more relaxing. Um, and I think. I don't know, I've considered doing like like conceptual like photo shoots for companies like brands and um like lifestyle shoots for brands so i've seen like some of my favorite um photographers for that are chris ozer and samuel elkins they're like at the top of their game they're so good at that and their websites are way better even better than their you know instagrams just because you know you can enjoy the content better um but anyways, yeah, they just, you know, do shoots for like Audi or LG. And then so they'll like rent out a all white house and like do this like cool aesthetic and to just like set up. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they get like a house and set up the TV, but like build around that TV, you know, just cr like almost make a movie, like m let the viewer be there. And so I just love that style of artwork. And so, yeah, I think that this this style has always appealed to me when it came to photography yeah. more than like the, the typical like wedding yes, family type stuff like this type of stuff has always felt like if I wanted to have it, like if I had went down a different path and I became a photographer, like this would be what I yes. wanted to be. So I would really enjoy doing that type of work. So that might be what's next or even just what I try to do. Well, awesome. Uh, thanks for joining us. I, we greatly appreciate your knowledge of photography and, you know, trying to balance that with, you know, life, whatnot. Um, do you want to plug, plug your stuff? Sure. Yeah. Um, if you want to, um, if you want to find me on Instagram, it's unconscious light. Um, and then I also have a, uh, another Instagram that's just Joel Nichols photography. Um, but I mainly post to unconscious light. Um, and then from there, you can see my a link in my bio to my website and stuff like that. So, and then if you want to find us, you just find us at let's get graphic podcast. And if you like what we're doing, please give us five stars. We will take nothing less. And <laughs> thanks for joining us today. Bye. Bye, Thanks, everyone. Guys. Thanks this for joining. Fun.